shoes It's Jesus in the everyday me and you The good news in shoes This is the Good News Station WCNO Palm City Christian Women's Fellowship meets the first Saturday of every month for a wonderful time of fellowship, prayer, worship, and sharing. This interdenominational meeting is attended by ladies representing 30 different churches. Come join us for a wonderful breakfast every first Saturday of the month at 9 a.m. in the Truth Church Cafe located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Again, located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Please call ahead and RSVP at 772-464-7012. And that number again is 772-464-7012. The Revealing Truth Night Your World Incorporated thanks Joey's Cafe for their underwriting support of this week's broadcast. Joey's Cafe is a family-owned and operated breakfast, lunch, and dinner experience specializing in affordable home-cooked meals. Joey's Cafe is located at 6650 South Highway 1, St. Lucie Square Plaza, a mile and a half north of Prima Vista Boulevard. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. We've been talking about the timing of living our dream and having revelation for that timing and how to walk in that timing. And we're just going to kind of pick up where we left off last week because I kind of just stopped in the middle of the sermon. And one of the things I told you last week is that you will never step out into the dream that God has for you until you get to a place in your life that you realize you can't stay in the wilderness any longer. I mean, to live the dream, you've got to come out of the wilderness and move into the promise. And we get into this place of complacency where we just kind of camp out where we are and we kind of get settled with what we got and we say this is how good it's going to be and this is what we've got and, and so we just kind of begin to camp out there. But how I many of you are really going to understand what your true destiny is in the Lord, then you've got to move across the river. You've got to move into the promise of what God has for you. Amen? Our scripture text that we've been in is Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 6. And it says, The Lord our God spake unto us in Oreb, saying, Ye dwelt long enough in this mountain. Turn and take your journey and go to the Mount of the Amorites and unto all the places, not thereunto in the plain, in the hills, and in the valley, and in the south, and by the seaside, to the land of the Canaanites, unto Lebanon, unto the great river, the river Euphrates. Behold, I've set the land before you. Go in, possess the land. Somebody say, possess the land. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto them and their seed after them. I mean, the, kingdom, the, the promise of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the promise of the kingdom of God. 
That was the beginning of the promise. That was what's supposed to be being handed down from generation to generation. As a matter of fact, the reason why God chose Abraham wasn't because Abraham had it all together. Abraham was really a mess when he chose Abraham. But the reason that he chose Abraham is because that he knew that Abraham would order his sons after him and that their sons would order their sons after him. In other words, they were going to be able to pass on the dream. They were going to keep passing on the vision from one generation to one generation to one generation. And we know that's true today, don't we? Come on, the Jewish people are still around. For 6,000 years, we've had Jewish people on the planet. They're still here. They're still written history. They're, they're the only ancient civilization that's still around today. All the rest of them are gone. That's amazing to me. But it, for that very reason, God chose Abraham because he knew that his footsteps would be ordered of the Lord and he would pass from generation to generation to generation. How many of you know that we're of a kingdom that there will be no end? It's not coming to an end just because Iran wants to bomb Israel. Come on, amen. This kingdom is much bigger. It's the kingdom of the Messiah. It's the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And in that kingdom is wrapped up everybody's hope for their vision, everybody's hope for their dream, and everybody's destiny. Come on, somebody. Say, I have a destiny this morning. Now, on the way to that destiny, sometimes there are things, there are these markers, there are these, these, these uh, demarcations in our life where we get marked by the Holy Spirit and, and it propels us to our dream. You remember when, uh, when Neil Armstrong stepped on the moon and he said, was it Neil Armstrong that said it, I think? He said, uh, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. But there are demarcations by the Holy Ghost where we take leaps forward towards the destiny of our dream to the promise of what God has for us. Not every day is one of those days, but we do come to them. And, and churches come to them corporately. We, sometimes in a church meeting, sometimes the Holy Ghost just manifests in a unique way and, 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 and we can't stand up in the presence of God because the atmosphere is so charged with the power of God and we get marked by the Holy Spirit. That, how many you know that's when missionaries get called into the mission field and that's when people that can preach get called to preach and that's when people that can teach get called to teach. It's when the Holy Ghost is being activated and marking people. Come on, amen. Does anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? You ever been to the altar and you just felt the presence of God so thick and so heavy and then His voice says, I'm calling you to India. I'm calling you to Georgia. I'm calling you to New York. I'm calling you to Canada. But He puts a call and a mark on your life and all of a sudden you know that you know that there's something that you've got to do. You've got a direction. You've got a dream. And that dream is coming alive on the inside of you. Amen? Hmm. I really believe that churches that do not have these demarcations corporately end up falling apart. All they do is shift from one thing to another thing to another thing. And they, they have the attitude of being charismatic, but they don't have the Spirit of God to lead them. We talked a little bit about that last week. Amen? You, 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 can't, you can't just shift with everything that comes out of Charisma Magazine or everything that you watch on the church channel or everything that you watch. Uh, come on, amen, on TBN. Because sometimes you turn on the channel and they say, stand up for the Lord. And the other one said, be still. And the other one said, shout. And the other one said, be quiet. And you don't know whether you're coming or going, standing or shouting. You can get schizophrenic. Come on, amen. That's why it's so important to be rooted and grounded in a church. It's so important to be rooted and grounded in a corporate body that is being marked by the Holy Spirit with a specific destiny, a specific dream that's going to touch the community and the people around them. So that you can be a part of something bigger than yourself. And not only do you corporately become part of a dream, but the individual call, the individual vision over your life, the dream over your life, begins to come to pass. 
You say, well, why is that so important, Pastor? Well, it's important because you begin to step out of the wilderness experiences of your life and you begin to possess the promised land of your life. The promised land is not for the faint of heart. There's giants there. There's obstacles there. There's trouble there. The promised land is not heaven. How many know when you get to heaven, it's going to be beautiful? Nobody's going to pose you in heaven. You ain't even going to be able to cry. He's going to be right there to wipe the tear out of your eye. Hmm? The promised land is a place of obstacles and giants and, and pressure and stress and, and where you don't just walk out on the ground every day and pick manna up off the ground. The promised land, you've got to go there and possess it and you've got to put seed in the ground and you've got to turn the dirt over and you've got to plow and you've got to weed and you've got to put scarecrows out there to scare off the crows and then you've got to go out with a sickle and you've got to harvest it and then you've got to knead it and you've got to roll it and you've got to bake it. Then you get some bread. Hello, Bob Tarbus again. We will get back to today's message with Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about some exciting ways that you can support the Revealing Truth radio show. As many of you know, there are substantial costs to producing, editing, and airing a broadcast program. So in an effort to offset some of these costs, we are looking for radio partners that have a desire to see this program continue every day at 11.30 a.m. Our goal is to raise the monthly support needed to keep this message on the air. Maybe you can commit to $5 per month, maybe $20, or even $100 per month. You may just want to make a one-time gift for any amount, or you may want to have underwriting spots on the program. I ask that you pray and seek the Lord for what you can do. If you hear the call from the Lord to partner with us, please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Again, please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Thank you so much for whatever you can do to keep us on the air. And now, let's get back to this timely message with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. Uh-oh. Come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. But the promise of your life comes by being rooted and grounded in a corporate body. You can't just get out there all over the place, all over the time. Everywhere, all the time. I'm with the next move of God. Blow in and blow out and blow in and blow out. I know people like that, man. You can't even talk to them no more. Their head's up here somewhere. People scare me. Glow in the dark, man. I don't even walk anymore. They just float around. Can't even see their feet moving. I ought to put that on Discovery Channel. Holy Ghost Hunters. (laughs) Paranormal activity. Oh, Jesus, help us. You got to get rooted and grounded. Come on, no Psalms once said you got to be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. I mean, you got to be rooted and grounded and let the source of God get into the root system so you can come up and bear some fruit. Amen? Mm. But God's got to mark us. He marks us individually, He marks us corporately. It's important that we don't miss this marking because you can miss the marking. And if you miss the demarcation of what God's calling you to do, you'll sit in a wilderness experience. 
And you'll get laid siege of. Your life can be laid siege of. You ever feel like you just have everything closing in on you? On all sides, there's an attack. There's financial pressure. There's people in your family driving you nuts. There's the, the, the job, the boss is screaming and yelling at you. You can't do anything right. You turn on the TV and they tell you how miserable your life is. And it's closing in on every side. That's siege. You've been sieged by the enemy. Come on, amen. In Luke 19, I shared this with you last week, Jesus is talking to the city of Jerusalem. He's getting ready to come into the city for the, the last week of his life. And, and there's this, this marvelous point of demarcation for the children of Israel. And Jesus is sitting up on top of the mountain and he's looking down over the city and he says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I would have gathered you to myself like a hen would gather her little chicks, how I would pull you in. But you did not recognize the day of your visitation. You missed the fact that the Messiah was coming. You missed the fact that I was coming to bring deliverance. Where were you? Come on, somebody. He said, because you missed it, now you're going to be embanked round about you. And no stone will be left unturned. In other words, you didn't see the day of your visitation. You didn't see the day of your demarcation. And what should have took you two years to get through the wilderness of your life, you're going to have to turn around and go back around for 38 more years before you can get to the promise. Somebody say, oh, Jesus. This day of visitation can't be planned for. It's got to be discerned. It's got to be discerned. We've got to see it by the Spirit. You can't plan the next move of God. We're going to, have, we're going to plan the move of God. Okay, I want three people here. I want three people there. When they come in, slap them on the head. Hmm? What if they don't go down and anoint him? Hit them harder. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Come on, somebody. Amen. I mean, you, know, you can't plan for revival because revival can show up anytime. It might show up here on a Wednesday night while we're going through the book of Romans and you just didn't want to get out of bed and get down here on Wednesday night. Oh, I just ate. I'm tired. I, well, you missed revival. God did something on Wednesday night. I mean, if they understood they were rejecting the Son of God, they never would have rejected Him. They never would have walked away from Him. But because they'd never seen Him before, because He didn't come the way they expected Him to come, because He didn't ride in on a white stallion and pull up to Jerusalem with an army, they weren't expecting Jesus to come the way He come. They didn't expect Him to come in Bethlehem in a manger. They didn't expect Him to be born on straw. They didn't expect Him to come from a weak uh, family that was poor. Not the king of the world. Why would he come to us that way? He's a king. The Bible says that Jesus came to his own, but his own didn't recognize him. Amen? He didn't look what they thought he was going to look like. I mean, you know, in 1906 in this country, in the United States of America, a Pentecostal movement came to Los Angeles, California, through a man named William J. Seymour, a black man. He had a storefront in the slums of L.A., and that's where the Azusa Street outpouring came. Come on, amen. He brought it to the Pentecostal church. He came in there and he said, God's getting ready to do something big. God's getting ready to do something powerful. But the Pentecostal charismatic church looked at him and said, Well, we don't think that's of the Lord what you're talking about. And because they rejected him, he ended up down in the slums on Azusa Street where the outpouring manifested. It didn't come to the church the way they thought it was going to come. Come on, somebody. He tried to bring some healing and some miracles to a place of the charismatic move, but they rejected it. He came to his own, but his own said no. 
How many times do we do that in the body of Christ? Hmm? I don't know if God's in that or not. Look at how they're dressed. How can God be a part of that? Uh Uh-oh. Come on, somebody. All through Jesus' life, he was coming to his own. And even in the tomb when he came to Mary. How many of you think Mary ought to know who Jesus is? Hmm? Don't you think Mary ought to know who he is? She was one of the last people to speak to him when he died. And Jesus dies and he gets raised from the dead. And Mary's, Mary's at the garden in the tomb. Because the disciples, Peter and John, ran to the tomb, didn't see nobody. And Peter looked at John and said, well, let's go fishing. He ain't here. They stole the body. Let's go fishing. Them brave disciples. Come on, amen. Somebody thank God for the women. I mean, it was a woman that preached the gospel the first time. Somebody say women ain't supposed to be preachers. Somebody needs to tell Mary. Hmm? It was a woman that preached the gospel for the first time. It was a woman that said, he has risen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Thank God for Mary. Because when Mary, when they went and told Mary, and Mary went down there, and, Mary, and they said, Mary, I saw an angel. Mary went down there, didn't know what was going to happen. They went fishing. And Mary goes running down there because, you know, being a woman, she can't leave well enough alone. She just runs down there to find out, what do you mean the body's missing? Something's wrong, the body's missing. Well, we ain't having none of that. Let me get down there and find out where the body is. And she gets marched herself down there to the tomb, went up to the tomb, and she came out scratching her head going, well, where's Jesus? What's going on? And a voice came out from behind her. And he said, who do you seek? And she said, I'm looking for Jesus. And she turned around and she realized that the gardener was Jesus. And she ran and grabbed him by his feet. She said, wait a minute, but don't touch me yet. i got to go to the Father. In other words, i got to go up there and sprinkle this blood on the mercy seat. Come on, are you here this morning? It was really Him. But she had been with Him all those years and didn't even recognize Him because He showed up in a form that she didn't recognize. He didn't come to her the way she thought she was going to come. The way He thought He was going to come. Come on, Amen. That's why without a spirit of revelation, those of us who've been around church all of our lives, those of who have grown up in the Pentecostal movement, and we've been doing this year after year, we can miss the day of visitation like that because we think we know it all. This is how God moves. Hmm? Come on, amen. And what happens is, is we miss the next move of God. Because we think we know how it works. We got the superintendent and the bishop and the other superintendent and his bishop and they're all telling us how it goes and it ain't going to come the way we think it is. Come on. I mean, God can show up whenever, whatever he wants to do and do stuff we ain't never even thought of before. Matter of fact, he likes to surprise you. Just when you think you've got him all figured out, that's when he does his most surprising work. I like it when people tell me they got it figured out and they know everything about God. Oh, you do? (laughs) Come on, Amen. We can miss the day of visitation because we think we got Jesus pegged and we know what he looks like and we know how he works and we understand the the anointing of God and and we know how he responds. And sometimes Jesus is standing right in front of us talking to us and we don't even know who he is. Hmm, That can get dangerous. She ran and she grabbed him. He said, I got to go to heaven. Hmm? Now watch this. What if she had insisted on not letting him go? No, Jesus, I'm not letting you go. How many of you know if she, hadn't, if she hadn't let him finish doing what he was doing as far as it concerned the sacrifice, if she didn't let him sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat and, and get up there to heaven, 
If she had insisted on keeping him right where he was, he wouldn't have never finished the mission and we wouldn't be here today. Hmm? So what are you saying, Pastor? We have to be willing to stop clinging to what was in order to embrace what is. That past glory and past revelation that got you through ain't going to get you through this time. Come on. Because God's doing something new. Say with me, God is doing something new in you. And that's a good thing. Amen? Hmm. So he goes up, comes back the next day. He goes, it's really me. See my hands? See my feet? Huh? Check me out. This is me. Then he meets up later on with these two guys, and they're walking down this road, and they're on their way, the road to Emmaus, and, and they're having this discussion, and, 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 and they're talking about, well, I don't know what's going on down there at Truth Church. That Jason, man, he don't, he don't know where he's coming going half the time. He's done lost his mind, and things are up in there all the time. They got this going on. They got that going on. They got more going on they can handle. They can't never pay their bills. They just they talk, they call it faith, but it's scary to me. I don't understand. It's like a big tall salad down there. We don't know what they're doing. What are they doing down there? Now they got this new guy in here, Justin, who's doing the worship. What's up with that guy? Hmm? Who's this? Changing stuff all the time. He looks different. He sounds different than what we had all the time before. Hmm? They had different people greeting every Sunday. What's going on down there? Got all this stuff going on. Nothing makes sense anymore to me. And then you hear this statement you hear all the time. I just don't feel comfortable there anymore. Well, we've just become in love with that term comfortable, haven't we? Really, it's just because we don't know how to be honest with ourselves and call it like we see it. We cop out with, I just don't feel comfortable. Hmm? That's the new buzzword in the church. That's the one they use when they just want to leave a church and they don't want to just knuckle down and do what God's called them to do. Amen? I don't feel comfortable. Did you see how they looked at me? Did you see how they acted when I... They, I'm a visitor. They didn't even say hello. What kind of a mess is this? I'm just not comfortable there anymore. I tried that place. It was over the top. Especially that new guy, Justin. I'm just <laughs> That's what happens when you get welcomed in, you get picked on. I'm just not comfortable getting to church on time. I know it starts at 10. They don't ever start till 10 after anyway. If I get there at 10:15, I'll still get three songs in. I'm not rushing down there to be on time. Hmm? Jesus I'm just not comfortable with all them lights over the stage it looks like a rock concert in there makes me uncomfortable mm. I'm just not comfortable in church I feel out of place Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 1130 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772 461 
772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Golden Rule Academy K-12 Private Christian School. As parents, you want to make the best choice to empower your child to succeed. At Golden Rule Academy, we have the same goal. Let us help you educate and inspire your children to dream big. We offer accelerated curriculum, reasonable class sizes, caring and involved instructors, as well as art, music, physical ed, tutoring, and extracurricular music lessons, and of course, sports programs, including high school football. Our mission is to build confidence and to teach a love for learning. Golden Rule Academy is now enrolling for the 2012-2013 school year. Space is limited and scholarships are available for qualifying students. You can reach our office at 772-464-1597. That number again is 772-464-1597. for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.
Charles Stanley recalls how his mom taught him to trust God in hard times. And I can remember how many times she and I would get down by the bed and pray. And being a kid, I was a little frightened. So, Mom, what are we going to do? Here's what she'd say. We're going to trust God. We're just going to trust God. I didn't have any idea exactly oftentimes what that meant or how that, would, how that would happen. And listen, over and over and over again, I saw God meet need after need in my ear still rings. We're just going to trust God. We're just going to trust God. We're just going to trust God. You know what she was doing? She was passing on to me by her lifestyle, by her difficulty, by her hardship, her trials, and the way she responded to them, she was passing on to me this message. You trust God no matter what. You trust God when you can't see your way clear. You trust Him when everything looks dark. You trust Him. Charles Stanley on In Touch, teaching from a lifetime of walking with God. In Touch is heard at 8.05 a.m. and p.m. Monday through Friday here on WCNO.